Hey, welcome to the podcast. Coming to you from the Midwest Coast. I'm inside that miraculous establishment, the Midwest Healing Center, Leg of the Ozarks, Podcast Studio B. This is the New Old School Podcast. I am your host, Don Allen. Tell somebody about the podcast. It's all free. You know you can download any of these free apps, any mobile device, Podbean, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, iTunes Store, Spotify. They're all free. You can join the thousands upon thousands listening every week from all over this blue marble planet. Who do we have on the app today? We got, uh, of course, the good old USA, Singapore, Nigeria, Philippines, Australia, Latvia. We got Canada, our neighbors to the north, Malaysia, Norway, Switzerland, Germany, Spain, India, Mexico, South Africa, all tuning in to the new old school podcast. Get the apps. Let people know about the podcast. Changing lives around the world. How is everybody doing today? Boy, I'm going to do my best to get through this one. It's not even 6 a.m. here, and I am... I don't usually, uh, I don't usually, I don't ever, I don't think I've ever done the podcast before 6 a.m. Why are you up so early, you may ask? Got a lot going on today. I'm getting married tomorrow. That's a whole other deal, huh? How's everybody doing? Well, I hope you remember we are in a very long series here titled Doorways to Deception, and the idea is... Let's stop allowing the devil access into our lives just because we don't know, right? We are destroyed because of a lack of knowledge. So let's learn some things. Easy. You know, just these little things that allow the devil away into our lives because he is a deceiver of the brethren, the father of lies. And, well, you know, we wouldn't allow him in there if we knew. But see, that's the thing. He's sneaky. And he's fooling people. He's deceiving us. And we are unwittingly allowing him access to affect our lives in some form or fashion. No need for it. You know, we can recognize these issues and close the doors. Let's shut him down. So we've seen so many things in the past. What is it? 14 podcasts on this particular topic. This one's probably going to end up being the longest series we've done, I think, maybe. Uh, But 14 on this particular topic so far. And of course, if you missed any of those, you can go back, listen to them. They are in order, archived for you in the apps I mentioned. Of course, you can go new old school podcast Facebook page. Very easy to find them there. Last time we were together, remember, we discussed the doorway through division. Ooh, such a nasty one. The devil coming and trying to divide and separate the body of Christ. We know if you've been a part of any church or religious organization for any length of time, you know this is a big issue where people will be used to try to cause division. And we talked some uh, about that. And I want to give you some specific things today, just touching on that same uh, vein, that same topic again. Remembering that we discussed how it is that we are the body of Christ over there in 1 Corinthians and how we are to be fit together, right? Every every part fitting and doing its job for the whole of the body. How I said it seems like that we have made the body of Christ a cripple because we have a whole lot of people that are out of place, just not doing what God set them in the body to do. And so Satan likes to then isolate people. And we're dealing with this again here, like I do every single week. People who no doubt love God, but they're selfish. Uh, They're deceived. 
And they're allowing the devil to convince them to become disjointed. They're believing the lies. So now I have a woman who won't come uh, to church here because she was sick one Sunday and we didn't know that, but she was sick and we didn't have a prayer line after service, so I'm not coming back. Well, last week you were called here, but now because I didn't read your mind, I'm not coming back. Well, guess what? She won't make it very far if she was really called to be here. Because as I said, I can lose a finger and I can still function, even though limited in some way, but I'll go on living, but that finger will die without the body. It doesn't take much, does it? Another one who wanted the mic every single week with some word from God, well, once she was told no, she's slowly separating herself from the body. Now she's moved to the back, hasn't spoken to me in four weeks, missing more than she's here. But if there was a chance, and I mean every week to take that mic, she was going to be here. Well, the devil's looking to sift you like wheat. You're being deceived, opening the doors into your life. And now we're disjointed, divided. People stop. Stop allowing this into your life. I want to look at five things today. Probably more things, but there's five things. Divisive influences that the Bible talks about. Um, that if left unhindered, un, uh, they, they will open you up to being divided from your vital source of life. That company of believers that you belong to. Remember I told you that God calls certain people to sit in certain places because it's there in that particular body of believers that you will receive that blood flow that is right for your body type. Of course, I'm speaking of the anointing that any particular body of believers has. That's where God knew you would need to be for your type. And again, once you decide through offense or whatever, I'm out, you got problems coming. Let's look at five things today. Number one, a pastor, a hireling, or a wolf. Now, that sounds interesting. Pastor, hireling, or wolf. In John 10, Jesus makes some remarkable statements regarding the importance of a pastor. John 10, 11 through 14, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. But a hireling, he who is not the shepherd, one who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming, he leaves the sheep, and he's out of here. And the wolf catches the sheep and scatters them. The hireling flees because he's a hireling. He doesn't care about the sheep. I am the good shepherd, and I know my sheep, and I am known by my own. From the Bible standpoint here, we know that Jesus is the chief shepherd, and we could say that we, the local pastors or local ministers, let's say, or local leaders of, of, of whatever you're involved with there, are the good shepherds or the under shepherds. And the Greek word uh, shepherd here is actually translated pastor. So here we have a few things. We, we see wolf. A wolf, we know. We know this word used in the New Testament to describe somebody who's being used by the devil, sometimes unknowingly to promote division in the body. So typically, from what I can see, is they love God. Uh, they don't really set out to purposely do harm, but because of immaturity or being easily deceived, they promote division in the body of Christ. They haven't grown up in the faith. They really don't know any better. But nonetheless, they are being used, and they're allowing themselves to be used, and through whatever means they are using, it brings division. We next saw the word scatter. And we know this person or persons who are operating as a wolf uh, have the, uh, uh, an effect to scatter God's flock. And the spirit in which this person is yielded to will inevitably bring division to the church. The last word, hireling, so we're seeing here that it is possible for a person to stand in the office of a pastor who is not called and appointed by God to be there. I've seen this a lot, so many times, guys. 
So when this is the case, that pastor will not be able to stop the wolf from scattering the flock. Now, all too often, I've seen this uh, many times. A few of them I'm thinking of right now uh, who were the next warm body, right? Uh, Well, they were the youth pastor, so obviously they should be the pastor of the church. Mm, Really? They should? They they were the children uh, of the pastors before them, so of course they should be next in line. They should? hired on by the board because of credentials or some committee to do a job rather than being appointed by God to fulfill such a calling. Hirelings have no ability when it all hits the fan. They have no God-given abilities to maintain or prevent turmoil and schism in the flock. Sure, they probably have some good management skills that can kind of buy you some time here and there, but overall, they're simply just not equipped with the anointing to really do this. Now, let me say the, the things that I mentioned before, that yes, there are those who have been youth pastors who are well-called and qualified, as well as children of ministers and those that have been chosen by a board, okay? So that's not qualifier or disqualifier. Those were just some examples, okay? Lots of good folks out there otherwise. Uh, But when one truly does stand in the office, they will have that ability by the power of God to be able to stop the wolf and keep division away. And let me tell you, it absolutely takes the power of God in and on your life to do it. Man, we, uh, we have just had so much here as we are new to doing church specifically. Now, I've been in ministry for over a couple decades, but this is only our second year for church. And let me tell you, you want the right guy in there because trouble's coming. Uh, so before I had church here, we had this building already for the ministry. We had a prayer room. We do our TV show here. Plus, we had a radio station here at that time. And of course, doing healing school special meetings here. And so a guy who was a friend of mine, a great man of God, really good guy, super knowledgeable, and amazing book writer. He'd, he'd worked for Joyce Meyer, Rick Warren, Mike Murdoch, some other guys. Loved God, great with people one-on-one, sweet guy, very nice, uh, and went in the pulpit, uh, absolutely anointed to preach, no doubt, but decided that he was going to start a church, to, a church and asked if he could use our building on Sundays. This is way before we were ever even knowing anything that we were ever going to do Sundays or be called to do that. Uh, So in his mind, good idea, but was it a God idea? Probably not. So self-appointed pastor because he saw the need that there were many coming to our meetings who didn't have a church, and and he's seeing that. So he begins, and I mean, he instantly went to 50-plus people. I mean, it was awesome. Now, no staff, no ushers, no praise and worship. I mean, it just kind of jumped in, and it took off quick. And, And I mean, it was cool to see, but it wasn't long. And when trouble came knocking, well, he did not and could not handle that. As a matter of fact, he refused to handle it. Well, there are things that do need to be handled, and it was getting ugly. There are issues needing to be addressed, and he just would not do it, and it didn't make it six months. Not because he was a bad person and not because he didn't have the anointing to preach in his life. He was a hireling. It was going to become his job, and he had no power to fight off the wolf, and it just it imploded quickly. I mean, from awesome to done in six months. And it hurts a bunch of people in the process. That's the part I hate. So having a pastor who is not called brings division. And if they are not appointed by God, the wolf will come and begin to scatter and nothing can or will be done about it. And ultimately, people scatter and they begin to get picked off one by one because they don't have a shepherd who's going to fight for them. I can assure you that the devil is coming to try. See, I'm a fighter. I'm anointed like David to fight. And if being honest, sometimes I want to bring it on, sucker. Let's face to face. Let's get it over with, right? 
So why would people allow themselves to be cut off from something that they started out loving so much? Why do people leave churches that they once just loved so much? Well, without that pastoral covering, and I'm learning this quickly, without that covering of that pastoral anointing, many neglect to even really commit to a local church. If it seems like it's just a job, the pastor, uh, there's just not going to be any commitment. So they're going to keep searching, hoping to find that anointing or that blood flow that I mentioned, right? They want to connect. Or we see those that are committed to a church where there is a hireling in the pulpit. Now, this happens a lot. When one pastor quits and another one comes in, people have been there for years. Well, I'm staying. That's my church. I'm staying. Well, now we have this other pastor. So how do you determine if one is a hireling? It's easy. Listen to them preach. And what are they saying? Is it biblical? Or does it seem like it was just kind of a passed down scheduled type of thing? Like good life coaches, good life coaches. Look for fruit in their life. Have they really done anything? This this is what I'm always harping on. When I'm challenged and and I bring up questions, and so, of course, as I stepped into this particular call after being an evangelist for 20-something years, which, by the way, I still do the work of the evangelist because that's what Paul said to do, so I'm never going to lose that, but stepping into a pastoral role, I was getting questioned by these who have been doing it longer, and who do you think you are? Isn't that something? The guts of those who would literally stand before my face and question me on why in the world that I think I could be a pastor like them. Well, guess what, genius? I'm not going to be a pastor like you. See? And so this is what I ask. Well, pastor, let me ask you. And guys, this is three different ones past couple years. Uh, Mr. 25 years doing it. How many people are you getting born again? I'll wait. How many people are getting healed? I'll wait. How many people are getting baptized in the Holy Ghost and speaking in tongues? I'll wait. Because if none, then what in the world are you doing? Are you living out the sermons that you're preaching? Are they living out the sermons you're preaching? Is there victory in their lives? What fruit are you producing? The Bible says the sheep will know the voice of their shepherd and shall not follow another one. So what I'm saying is, is that when you are in the right flock, You hear that voice coming from the pulpit and know that's the right one for me. And as I mentioned, look around the church. Look for fruit, those things I mentioned. Are people maturing in the things of God? Are you maturing? Judge the tree by the fruit. So another thing is, this all has to be received by faith. 1 Thessalonians 5, 12 through 13, and we urge you, brethren, to recognize those that labor among you and are over you in the Lord and admonish you and esteem them very highly in love for their work's sake. Be at peace among yourselves. So it's the office that you are to esteem highly and not just the person, right? I mean, it takes faith to do that, to pull on that anointing that resides in the office, not the talent of the person standing in the pulpit. It's a very deceitful thing, so talented and such a good speaker, So what? And on the other hand, don't be moved by the flaws of the one that you do believe should be standing in that office. I promise, listen, I promise you, you give me enough time, I'll somehow do something that's probably going to upset you. You know why? Because I'm a human being. And I'm subject to all the same stuff as well. But I hate to see people allowing personalities to pick where they go. But let me say this, give me time and I'll help you grow too. Mannerisms or speech patterns, clothing, their looks, you really got to look past all that to see what it is that God wants you to see, okay? Every time you sit under a teaching, a teacher teaching, be believing for God to speak to you. God knows exactly what you need. Allow him to use that person. Draw on that person's anointing. And by faith, uh, you can help keep the wolf out. It's so important the stance that you have to take. I can lead a horse to water, but I can't make him drink it. So 
you must begin to pull on that power that the leaders have. And here's why. This is so good. Jeremiah 23, 4. I will set up shepherds over them who will feed them, and they shall fear no more, nor be dismayed, nor shall they be lacking, says the Lord. Now, isn't that awesome? That's so awesome that as you are connected in the right place, God will use that person or persons in leadership to feed you what God knows you need so you can grow up and fear no more. Why? Because you're going to be coming stronger or be dismayed or be lacking. I mean, look at this, how important it must be to sit under the right anointing in the right place with the right persons. So many do not place any importance on where they go and, and they sit under. And so they're so flippant about, well, I'll just leave. I'll just leave. I'll just go to another church. I'm thinking of those that I know that should be here right now under this ministry in this body here with me. And I can see it. I can see it. Facebook tells on you, listen, they are not being fed since they left here, filled with fear and dismayed and confused and scared all the time and the drama and the trouble and they're lacking horribly and they've been to five other churches. It's easy to see it. They're lacking peace, love, stability, health, finances, joy. I see it all over them. And people just want to act like, well, I'll just up and leave. Look at it, people. This is so important. You can go somewhere else, anywhere else if you want to. You're going to be lacking if you do so. Humble yourselves. Get back where you belong, people. God so wants to take care of you. Make the necessary adjustments to close that door of division in your life. Again, be humble if you've allowed yourself to become separated. It's so worth it, I promise, to be connected where you're supposed to be. And I know as a pastor, I'm also looking for those who will bring their supply to the body as well so that we can be healthy and take care of business. All right, let's go on. We're going uh, to take a little more time today because I, I still want to cover this other stuff and get it out of the way. Uh, another doorway to deception is having an unhealthy desire for the miraculous. Let me highlight the unhealthy desire part because you should have a desire for the miraculous. But I've seen both sides. There is an unhealthy desire as well. Matthew 7, 15, be aware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravenous wolves. So the word prophet here simply means one proclaiming God's word, not necessarily just the office of, okay? More, more generally, somebody who is proclaiming the word of God to the people or preaching, teaching, etc. cetera. But, but notice the danger. It says they are ravenous wolves. Now, that seems like something that I ought to really be able to see pretty clearly, and yet Jesus is saying here they are ravenous wolves dividing God's flock, and they come in sheep's clothing. They don't look bad, sound bad, even act bad, but inwardly, they are having a divine influence on the body of Christ. Well, how, how would I know? Next verse, Matthew 7, 16 through 20. You will know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Even so, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a bad tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Therefore, therefore, by their fruits, you will know them. What kind of fruit does a wolf bear here, right? We already touched on some of this, but they'll divide. Uh, we can see more here as we keep reading. Matthew 7, 21 through 23. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name? Have we not cast out demons in your name? Have we not done many wonders in your name? And I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, those that practice lawlessness. 
those who do the will of the Father will make it into heaven, right? That's what it said. But then it names some things that we know are the will of the Father, right? Prophecy, casting out devils, doing wonders in his name. This is interesting, right? This is, this is, this is a very deceptive um, thing here. How can one do these things that we know are the will of God and yet be out of the will of God, a worker of iniquity? It's the divisiveness that comes with the doing of these works undercover, if you will. So hear me loud and clear today because I see this all the time. Supernatural manifestations are not the measure of a, of a valid ministry. Supernatural manifestations are not the measure of a valid ministry. If that's all that you're hungering for primarily, the devil can accommodate that all day. I see so many who are drawn to the wow, the wow of ministries. That's a sign of immaturity. And then this is what happens. Deal with it all the time. They walk into a place for, say, let's say two meetings, and they see the wow and the flash, and oh my, my goodness, and then they come back to their home church where they're familiar and well. Why, why aren't we seeing that here, Pastor? Why isn't that happening every time we're here, Pastor? Why, don't, why do we even need preaching? This is how it progresses. Why do we even need preaching? Let's just allow Holy Spirit. To, do you, Pastor, you're preaching from notes. If it was really Holy Spirit, you wouldn't even need notes. Why isn't that happening? Just allow Holy Spirit to take the service. It was so awesome over there. Why aren't we doing that here? Okay, but to what end? This is what I ask all the time, to what end? Because we do have it here, and we have had it here, and we will have it here. But you, you want just that and nothing else because to you, that's really the power and the anointing of God, right? I'm thinking of meetings that we've had where nothing came of it, but it was flash and fun, and people just, oh, my, oh, my, and nothing benefited their lives out of these meetings, and I mean, they were the flash, I mean. Uh, so so here, here they are, right? Um, because that's really the power and the anointing. So, so we disguise that under, well, if we would just allow Holy Spirit to take the meetings, then we would. So, so you're telling me, so no spirit of truth guiding us into all truth, right? I mean, I mean so, so no preaching, because that's man. Uh, that's a man trying to just preach a sermon. That's not a move of Holy Spirit. No, not, not, not using the man all week to prepare a message for you, to guide you into all truth, because I, I know you want to see a leg grow out, but you can't pay your bills. Okay. Oh, you want to roll on the floor and laugh, but you, but, but, you know, and, and, and see a cancer, but you, can't, you hate your spouse, okay? No, we want the hype and the fun and the flash and run and jump and cry and roll on the floor, and they even let me say something on the microphone, and we're laughing, but you can't keep a job, and your kids are running like hell, and no leader in your life, and you have no joy Monday through Friday, but okay, to what end? Are you hearing me? I love the supernatural, and I have seen things that many have not. And I've enjoyed every bit of it, no doubt. And we'll continue to do so. But the divisiveness comes, well, why isn't that happening here at my home church? Why he got to preach all the time? Why he got to take the pulpit all the time? Why can't we just let the music go and see what happens? Well, guess what? There is a time and a place for that. Love it. But you need to check. Are, are you feeling pulled away by this and divided? And so you begin to get pulled away by the division of a wolf in sheep's clothing. And you're getting pulled away from your own company. No, I'm, I'm not saying to not hunger for God's presence and manifestations and miracles and all that, but it's a balance. Let me say this. Could it be that your own selfish desire to always chase this down everywhere else is why we're not seeing it in your church? 
I talk about being a part of the body and gee, I want to be a hand over there because that body has such big biceps. Well, they didn't get big biceps without a good hand. Why can't you be a hand over here where God called you to be so we can have that same strength? Always saying you want to take your supply to other places. Supply it in your own body. Boy, this one's going to go over really good. I know. Gosh, it's so early. Did I not drink enough coffee today? Maybe that's what's wrong. Hold on. I'm going to, I'm going to take another drink of coffee. Maybe I can settle down. Hold on. Okay, there, there we go. <clears throat> Valid ministry is built upon the word of God only. The guy that built his house upon the sand, remember? Hearing the word, not doing the word. And again, I'm, I'm thinking of meetings that I mentioned before. Great performance, great person, but no word. And so all that flash and all that prophecy and all those words spoken and all rolling on the floor and all laughing, okay, but to what end? What long-term effect did that have in your life to bring real change to your life? Nothing in the people that I know that were at the meeting, nothing came out of that. Need to check yourselves. Because if you want to see supernatural manifestations of God, I can tell you this from experience because I've seen things, many things. You better start with a love of the word of God at the root. Then I promise you'll see plenty of manifestations. Which kind of leads into this. How about itching ears? The third doorway, 2 Timothy 4 and verse 2, preach the word, be ready in season and out of season, convince, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and teaching. He's telling them to teach the whole counsel of God, not just the parts people want to hear. 2 Timothy 4, 3 through 4, this is in the Amplified, for the time will come when people will not tolerate sound doctrine and accurate instruction that challenges them with God's truth, wanting to have their ears tickled with something pleasing. They will accumulate for themselves many teachers. (laughs) Is this you? They will accumulate for themselves many teachers, one after another, chosen to satisfy their own desires and support the errors they hold. And will turn their ears away from the truth and will wander off into many myths and man-made fictions and will accept the unacceptable. Major deal here. Because, of course, we all have our favorite teachers and preachers and our favorite subjects in the word. I love healing and miracles. I'm drawn to that. Others, it's prosperity, whatever. But the danger can be, in any particular favorite subject, it has the potential to draw you to that and that only, thus forsaking anything else on any other topic. So you're going to get an unbalanced diet. So if you're not happy with the word being preached at the place where God set you, guess what? Your ears are itching. Well, I want to hear this. Well, then you're searching for something to scratch that itch. If you won't receive the full counsel of God, you're setting yourself up for major trouble. To be deceived, pulled away, and destroyed. So I I don't know that I need to say much more about that. Just stop searching for places that are preaching something that just agrees with what you think all the time. Well, I just need somebody to back me up on my beliefs about X, Y, Z, because, you know, know, rapture, no rapture, pre-trib, post-trib, no trib. Guys, I promise you, you'll you'll find out about all that soon enough. That, to me, ain't even worth talking about because we're all going to find out soon enough. Stop making mountains out of anthills. I see people get so extreme about any particular subject, they get pulled away not wanting to talk about anything else other than that, what they want to talk about. Well, you're in danger. Arguing over tribulations does not pay the bills, does not bring your child home, does not fix a marriage. So again, understand what I'm saying. Don't just seek out preachers who do not challenge you and they just preach what you want to hear on any particular subject. It's not to say that you won't go to a place and enjoy the preaching and it does hit on your subjects, 
Get where you can hear the whole counsel of God. Number four, becoming offended all the time. All the time. I just have not seen a bigger group of big, fat, baby people who become offended more than Christians. Unbelievable. The most common way that people are drawn out of the church is because they're offended. Offense against the pastor. Offense against staff member. Offense against the greeter. Offense. Acts 24, 16. This being so, I myself always strive to have a conscience without offense towards God and men. This is saying that you should never allow yourself to feel justified in being offended. And it's rough because we do feel at times, well, I'm offended because they actually offended me. This is deadly, people. Offense is so prevalent in the church, and it is so ugly, and it is deadly, and it stunts growth in the body. I see it. And listen, it, it is so... How do I, it, it's so ridiculous to me the reasons people get offended in the church. Can't park where I want to park. Pastor didn't shake my hand. So-and-so looked at me wrong. Oh, th- listen, these are reasons that I've heard personally. And of course, as I mentioned, I was sick and you didn't have a prayer line. You know, didn't let anybody know you were sick and didn't ask for prayer, but you didn't have a prayer line that day and I'm never coming back because I'm offended. I mean, that just happened. Didn't play the song I asked him to play. Of course, the pastor stepped on my toes with his message. So we see that many take things so personally and the reality is, dun, 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 it's you, not me. It's you, not them. You have to admit that you got so many other issues going on in your life that are undealt with traumas that you're, you're taking it out on others instead of finding healing for it. And it's pride. Well, pastor won't let me say something from the pulpit. I hear from God too. Well, here's a little, here's a little thing for you kids. For one, we're charged with taking care of every life in that room. So no, you don't just get to get up there and say whatever you felt like and dreamt and whatever. And guess what else? If it really is a word from God for whoever, wherever, whatever, did you know, genius, that it would come to pass even without you taking the microphone? I know. <laughs> Unbelievable, right? That you don't have to have the microphone for it to come to pass. Did you know this, people? I don't think people know this. Because they're always one. why can't I get up there and say what I, did you know that it would come to pass? You could speak that from your own prayer time. And and if it's from God, he would honor that minus the whole room having to know about it. I know. It's an amazing, I know. It's amazing. Pride. It's your pride. And well, we're done dealing with that. If if, if a pastor talks to you about something specific in your life that they see is going on and you get mad, that's you, not them. Pride. It's our responsibility to talk to you when we see things coming that you've not noticed in your own life. And then you're going to get mad about it. That's on you. I'm dealing with that here over and over, if you couldn't tell. (laughs) I'm dealing with that here over and over. If you won't receive correction, you're the problem, not the pastor, not others. Oh, well, that they're all mad at me. All of them are ticked off and against me. Okay, seems, seems logical, right, that all 20 of them, it's them and not me. Wake up. Offended. Offended much? Well... I'm not coming back because I'm hurt. That's on you. Nobody hurts you. That's your own wounds screaming. The body is here to support and heal and fix and repair. 
But if that toe decides I'm going to go off and do whatever I want to do, you're going to keep getting stubbed. That's on you. Deal with your pride and swallow your offense. It's only hurting you. Satan is sifting you right now. Number five, and I'm going to stop. This is this is going to this is just going to really be. I'm sure my most popular podcast ever. You guys are going to don't you ever do another podcast before six a.m. Donnie, just don't do it. All right, Romans sixteen seventeen. Now I urge you, brethren, because here's here's a popular one. Is it me? Is it me? Romans sixteen seven. Now I urge you, brethren, note those who cause division and offenses contrary to the doctrine which you learned, and avoid them. I'm going to be very blunt now because I haven't been, you know, are you the one causing the division in the church? Have you allowed yourself to unwittingly be an agent for the devil and bringing division? Are you saying things against the church and leadership and policies questioning every decision made always got something else to say. And of course it's always going to be, a better idea. Your idea is going to be the better idea. Is that you? Throwing your pastor under the bus all the time? That just happened to me. If that's you, it's bad for others, but it's worse for you. So here's what's what's going to take place when you do this. In a strong body like here, for instance, and let me say we have our fair share of issues like anybody else, but I'm not deceived, see? And so the ones doing this, and we have some right now, and here it is. Of course, they won't be listening to this podcast because they don't need to, right? But doing this, being the issue, we're going to cause you to be separated from everybody else and you're going to go into isolation. And you have now become an instrument in the hand of Satan. This is where you will experience misery like you never have before. Loneliness, unhappy, ticked off, mad all the time, and hurt. I'm watching it happen to people right here, right now because they are it. It's you. Not us, not God, not pastor, not other staff members. It's you. So here's the best way to find out if it's you. Am I always critical about everything going on? Are you finding fault with every single thing going on? Do you only see the negative in every single thing going on? Are you always right and can do it better than everybody else? Better ideas, better talent, better education, I know it all, and you guys aren't doing anything right. Then it's you. Big red flag and a neon sign over your head pointing who's got two thumbs and is a pain in the body. You. And now you're isolated. And you're going to be sitting there all alone doing nothing for the body except being critical and nothing for God. But hey, I'm right. At least I'm right. And now what's coming is, I'll go somewhere where they appreciate what I have to offer. Mm Mm-hmm. These that have a critical spirit are just simply going to find fault with anything and everything. No, they can't even offer anything good when, when it is a, a great idea, even after it actually happens and works. Can't even admit, well, you know, that was good. No, it's always, well, I, I could have done it better. So we all need to examine ourselves with this because you know it can creep in on any one of us. Don't let it happen. Don't do it. Don't do it. Allow God to make a change in you and be a team player, meaning be a part of the body that does its part to be sure that others can do their part. So what? The body of Christ can do its part as a whole. You're going to have to ask God to help you see people the way that he sees people. That's really it. 
so we can push his agenda and not my own. So I'm, I'm going to try to wrap this one up. It went a little longer today. Uh, let me try to wrap this up. We need to be of the same mind. First Corinthians 1 and verse 10, Now I plead with you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you all speak the same thing, and that there be no division among you, but that you can be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. This is how the body as a whole, uh, each of us individual parts stay healthy and strong. Don't get disjointed. It, it all comes back to listening to the head. I mean, one can put a thousand, but two can put 10,000. That's amazing. So what am I saying? Get hooked up with the mind of Christ. As a, as a particular body part, get teamed up with that, right? The head is what makes the decisions. The body does the rest. Get hooked up with the mind of Christ, and most specifically when it comes to the particular body part that you've been called to be a part of. And again, let me hit on this again. If you just joined something because you thought this, that, and the other, and you were not really called there, leave. It's better now, leave, but hear this one. Keep your mouth shut. Keep your mouth shut about it. You don't have to badmouth a place. I mean, I'm talking about if you truly kind of made the mistake where you're like, I thought I was going to come in there, and I came in with kind of, you know, we have to be honest. I came in with some of my own agenda thinking that I was going to, because I see this all the time. People come here thinking that we're going to do something for them. They're coming here looking for us to back them in what they want to do, right? They don't want to do what we're doing. They just want our backing to help them do what they think they want to do, and it doesn't work out. But keep your mouth shut if you admit that, well, I made a mistake. I thought I was going to come in there and it was going to be a certain way. And you know that it was you, right? That, hey, keep your mouth shut and, and get to that place where you can find your own company, guys. It's going to be so important that you've got to pray, Holy Spirit, please guide me. I've got to find my own company. And your own company, we mentioned all these things, aren't going to be the places that are just going to give you the microphone all the time and the places that are just going to be the wow and the flash all the time. And the places, stop being so immature. To what end? Just always bear in mind the mind of Christ. Always keep in mind the mind of Christ. If you feel like you're in the right place and still not feeling like you fit just right, this is where you begin to humble yourselves, asking God to make room for you to fit and asking for strength to do it, but not getting offended. This is your responsibility to find that place. Listen, it is not the church's responsibility to make room for you. It is for you to find it and own it, and that's how we're going to keep the door shut to offense. telling you when we can all get perfectly joined together in the same mind in one accord and without division oh the power of god's gonna fall you're, you're gonna see supernatural manifestations we're gonna hear the prophecy people are gonna be born again healed baptized in the holy ghost but it's on you to find out find out god will move in your lives both corporately and individually got to be our goal in the last days, bringing forth the body of Christ in all of his fullness. All right, that's all the time I have for today. I know that was kind of long. Uh, probably not a very popular one today, but I appreciate you hanging in there. If you did, uh, I promise you it's going to change your life. I'm your host, Don Allen. Hey, until next time, I'm taking my place in the body. 
That's where we're all going to come together and attempt the ridiculous and achieve the miraculous.